MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. February 5th. 2017, NRG Stadium, Houston, Teja. Two minutes, 12 seconds left in the third quarter of Super Bowl 51. The Atlanta Falcons led the New England Patriots by what? 25. I think you know what happens next. This is 28-2-3. Hello, welcome to Games with Names, presented by WinBet. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morrell. And this is a podcast for the search of the best games in the history of all sports. I'm pumped, man. Today's episode, the 28-3 game, Super Bowl 51, your Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons. Great game, great game. We have Danny Amendola, born, raised in Houston, where this Super Bowl took place. This is going to be a good one. This was a crazy game, man. I remember where I was watching this game. I remember. I remember they, where I was. <laughs> you were making a huge ass play in that remember. fourth quarter. I don't remember. But keep going. I'm it sorry. was crazy, I man. I mean, this is. I think a lot of us were rooting against the Pats here. A lot of us. I know. I thought I was like Matt Ryan's a new guy. Brady's he's finished. Belichick's finished. It's over. the The Pats' reign has come to a close. And uh, you knew, I you know I didn't know because you, you look you take a look at this game and you have the Atlanta Falcons, the number one scoring offense, Matt Ryan, the MVP, Dan Quinn, the founder of that Seattle Six defense that's over here, the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons now. And then you have the on the other spectrum, you have Tom Brady on the revenge game. He was suspended earlier in the year for what a def, deflate. Def, what is it? Deflate game. Uh, what? I don't even know what that even means. That he took some air out of the balls? No, it's scientifically proven through the PSI when the temperatures are below 32 degrees. PSI drops. I mean, I I watched a whole Bill Nye science guy. I'm going to take your word for it. I have not seen that. But, uh, I mean, this was... uh, 
this was like a heartbreaker for the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons, Atlanta loves their Falcons. Mm-hmm. They they needed this. I've seen them. They walk a little differently after this. Matt Ryan, just like, was he MVP this year? He was MVP. I mean, he was a dude where you're like, this dude's on the rise. You know what this was for him? This is like if the movie Kill Bill, if she gets to Bill and then he kills her. Yeah. Like, like you're like, wow, all that for to just get killed? Yeah, that's exactly how it was, Sam. And, and he, uh, it, it was unfortunate to see what has been the butterfly effect of Matt Ryan after this, but it, he know, walks differently now. He, he really does. He yeah. really does. I mean, this is, it's like if you have sex with the hottest woman of your life and you can't get hard. That's what I think this was for him. This was the biggest night and he couldn't, he couldn't get it up. He couldn't, he, he, he got it up for a second. For a second, you're like, wow, he's really, he's hard. He didn't have access then, to the blue pill. No. No blue pills. Yeah. That'll kill. That'll, that'll kill. You guys were blue pilled up in that, in that we, end of the third to the fourth through overtime. We were, we were raging. You were raging. We you were, were raging. Rock that. hard. We were, let's just say we were full. Dude, it was, I mean, you were huge. We you were, were huge. Uh, that play you made in the end, I know some people say it was first down. You had other chances to get it, but that was that was some crazy shit. It it was. It was a cool play, but what about that play with Julio Jones on the sideline Ooh. making an insane catch? If they would have won the game, my catch would have been nothing, and it would have been a Julio Jones catch for the Super Bowl. So, you know, I'm super excited to go over this game. Let's go back, though, back to February 5th. 2017 yeah what was going on i was i was in boston i remember were you in boston i was actually i was playing a comedy called laugh boston i looked it up i had a weird month i remember i was uh i was i was on tour opening in arenas for amy schumer and then also playing jewish community uh, centers hey so it was like a real up and down i'm like a gig's a gig man jcc needs love too baby yeah the jcc needs love they do now you were in Boston watching this game? I came back that Sunday to watch it in New York. But yeah, I was in Boston. I wish you would have just got to feel. I'm I mean, so glad, York, I, got, I'm so fan, glad I got you, out. You never really felt this energy in probably <laughs> your not, life. That's not true. Eli Manning. Eli, uh, he gave oh, it to me twice. There, yeah, and he, he gave it to you guys twice. He gave it to us twice. Eli. He, he had the blue pill that game. Dude, he was Eli was like the dude. He could He only got hard when it mattered. Yeah. Eli was like every moment of his life, he was just like, I don't. And then the, the playoffs came, and so did Giants fans. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Gosh, I hate the Giants. Oh, my like God. It's it's such a funny I, thing to have over Patriots. It's so weird that we have that. You know what? I, I respect the Giants. Oh, they were badass. I yeah, I'm going to save it. I'm sorry. We're saving this for the Giants. Save it. But, all right, you were in Boston. You were in Houston. I was in Houston. We were both kind of working. Yeah. We were both working. Number one movie. (laughs) Number one movie, the Lego Batman movie. Did you ever see that? I never saw it. Did you see it? I tried to watch it with my little girl for a while. It's just, it's a lot. And I don't really think it's for children. Really? I really don't. There's like a lot of like adult humor in there. I'm sitting there. I'm like, ah. Isn't that weird when they make movies? I remember I took my uh, niece to see Ralph Breaks the Internet. And she, you know, at one point she starts crying. She's like, I'm scared. I'm like, you picked the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. You, you know, like I, this wasn't my first pick. 
Yeah, you know, that's that's the difference between uncle and dad. You, you let them and you, you got to guide them sometimes, but we'll, we'll, we'll break that down sure. another time. We'll, we'll break, break it down, down another, another time. time. Never saw it. I heard people love it, though. Bad and bougie? That's a good tune. Bad and bougie. How many yeah. times did you see a, a an Instagram story of a girl with, you know, doing the bad and bougie, the yeah. this or the tick? Was TikTok around then? TikTok was just coming out, maybe? No. Jack, was TikTok there? TikTok came out 2016. 2016. Oh, wow. So this could have been on TikTok. It was but none ever... of us were on TikTok yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a that was a big tune though. It was. A lot of butt shaking to that tune. What else? Some ridiculous trends. How about the little uh, Salt Bay guy? Oh, dude, he's huge. He's got like 45 million followers. He's I think more followers than Obama. How crazy! <laughs> we got a fact check on that, Jack. I, I could be wrong. Check, check Instagram. It's it's because he just put salt on, like if this was like nowadays, if he made his big hit right now during COVID, I would I don't think I would want him touching my my food and then hitting his forearm after he was just. You on got a, a great forearm, by the way. Thank you. That's that's a that's look at that forearm. It's a good hey. You know what it reminds me of? What? I always wanted good forearms. Remember the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone? Never, never. It saw was that. the arm wrestling one where you he, you don't remember that movie? I never. Saw Over it. the Top. He had he he. <laughs> Is that a big movie? No one else here has seen it. <laughs> I love I love Sly. I love Sly too. I've just never seen that one. He was an arm wrestler and he was trying to get a a new semi truck so he could take his son. Who I don't know. It was a great movie. We'll we'll move on from that. <laughs> Pull up Rotten Tomatoes for Over the Top. I want I want to I want to know what we're working with here. Sly. Who else is in that one? Uh, some young kid. The kid from uh, one of the I don't know. David was, Mendenhall. Who do we got, Jack? We got David Mendenhall. It's saying thirty-two on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, thirty-two. No, no love. I mean, Rotten Tomato. You got to pay Rotten Tomatoes to get a good score. Back then, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Stallone, Copland, Rocky, Creed, all that. He's a, he's a legend. What uh? What else have we got here coming out? Oh wow, we had the romp in the romper for men. That's that wasn't a trend. Who who added that? Do we have the link? Can we see this? The romp him. A romper for men? I kid you not, guys. This is not. Did you ever do one of these? No, but I was with uh, Rob Ninkovich this past Saturday, and he was wearing a pineapple romper at his barbecue that he wore. And then I w we had some Rhode Island you know, people over there that, that are from Rhode Island. And I guess if you're wearing pineapples, that means you're a swinger. Wow. And then if you go to like a grocery store. Why, why is pineapple? I have no clue. But I guess if you go to a, a, a grocery store and if you see someone with the upside down pineapple in their cart, that means they're down. Really? Yeah. I got to start going to the grocery store. Just hang, just lingering in a Whole Foods, dude. You better put that pineapple that's, upside down. That's hilarious. You know some, you know some old ladies like, oh, look at that lovely pineapple shirt. She doesn't know. She has no clue. She has no idea what she's. Why don't in you for. introduce her? <laughs> uh, what the romper? Men in rompers to me is like if that's the last. Imagine being at the urinal and a dude. Next, he's taking it off. But is it a one piece or is Probably. it just a two? Is I think it's a two piece. No, it's a. It's one a piece. one piece. Not not for men. Not for men. Yeah, I think I may have worn you gotta one. Go, you got to go to the stall of the women's bathroom. I've worn one. You've worn one? I think I have. All right. I don't mean to shame here. It's all right. We don't shame. This is a We don't, we canceled canceling on this podcast. Uh, the, the the game day. Uh, game day tweets. Game day tweets. Day of the game. Julian tweeted, 
ha game day. Hashtag one more. Hashtag let's go. And this week of the game, Sam did not tweet, or I, he probably got it scrubbed. I probably got it scrubbed. I probably wrote something racist or uh, misogynistic, and you know, hey. Comedy is comedy. Hey. <laughs> it's hard to pay those bills. I'm just, you know what? I just, I'm trying to protect the future here. Hey, aren't we all? Let's get into the teams. The 2016 New England Patriots, 14 and two. That's pretty damn good. Lost one first four when yeah. Brady was out mm. against, I think, the Buffalo Bills. And then week. Was this when Garoppolo was QB in Garoppolo guys? came in first three. Wow. He, hurt his, he hurt his shoulder. And then Jacoby Brissett came in. And we won that. He finished the third game. We lost. Ended up losing to the the fourth game. But no one could play because Jacoby broke his thumb or something. I don't mm. know. You won the AFC East for the eighth consecutive year. Best scoring defense. Brady, as you said, suspended four games because of Deflate Gate. Uh, yeah, I mean, damn. This is a uh, speculation. This would be that this would be Brady's last run. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. I remember thinking, like, I guess Brady is done. Did you guys ever think that? Or? No, not at all. You, you had a feeling he could have gone forever here. I, I, I was hoping he was going to go forever. I was always, you know, they train you over there to have everything like blinders on, worry about what's going on now. And yes, there was rumbles and talks of what's going to happen potentially. But like, did he seem irked by that? Uh, I don't know. I don't. He's he's got he's got unbelievable compartmentalization skills. So, like, Brady's the same kind of guy every day when he comes in. Now, there's a select few people that know him and he'll open up to, but, like, for everyone, like, Brady is, like, the ultimate leader. You know, did, he comes ever, in, did he ever rock a pineapple romper in the green room? I don't think, <laughs> he, I don't think he did. Does Why did you say the green room? I'm a moron. In the, the locker, room. locker room. Hey, man, it's, that's, yeah, it's your locker room, though. That the is. green room is your locker room. That's true. You know, is there green room talk? There's green room talk. Because there's locker room talk. Yeah. yeah. We've all heard that. I would hope. I mean. That would be weird if you kept it PG in, in the locker room. In this, this year, didn't wasn't that like a huge thing about locker room talk in 2016 with Trump and stuff? Yeah, like, I think so. The locker room talk. But yeah. let's let's jump over to the Falcons. Yeah. 2016 Falcons, 11 and 5. They were hot. They lost. The crazy thing is both these two teams, 2016 Pats and Falcons lost to Seattle. Hmm. That's crazy. Crazy. Dan Quinn, second year as a, as a head coach, came over from Seattle, implicated that awesome defense that helped them, partnered with that great offense with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Momo, Devontae Freeman. Like, this was a stout, crazy team. Little side note, Kyle Shanahan's last game was going to San Francisco. Does this lead into, like, does this... This kind of made me think because I remember when Billy O'Brien, we were in the Super Bowl in 2011 going, playing in Indianapolis, and he was leaving. He knew he was leaving to Penn State. This was the collapse that they had going in from the third quarter in the offense kind of had, yeah. you know, sputtered. Was Kyle Shanahan's mind already in San Francisco? I don't know. Does this affect the team? Kind of. Does it? Yeah. I don't know. But Billy O'Brien did it. We ended up losing that Super Bowl. It kind of reminds me of that. So this is the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. I mean, that's that is that going through your head? I'm thinking the locker room, you're down, I think, 21 to 3. But then there's two and a half, three minutes left in the third quarter. You're down 28 to 3. Is there a point where you're like, we we lost? Nah, but 
after that 28 to 3 you're sitting there like we can't mess up anymore what's the vibe in the locker room you know, I was a rah-rah guy. You know, it's going to be a hell of a story. Come on, guys. You know, everyone was pretty much focused in. You know, the coaches were doing a good job kind of settling guys down. Like, hey, we were moving the football. We just need to tighten things up. We had three things we had to do in this game that were, like, specific coaching points. We couldn't turn the ball over. We had a pick six, and we were t- we turned the ball over with LeGarrette Blunt on a drive going into the end zone or going into scoring area. We had to score in the red area. We didn't do that. We kicked a field goal in the first half, and we threw a pick six in the red area. And we had to do well on third down. And I don't think our third down numbers were good by any means in the first two, two, two and a half quarters. So, like, we were playing the game the way we couldn't play to beat a very good football team. In order to combat a really good offense, you got to keep that other defense on the field, and we were not doing that. But we knew if we tightened things up, we played one play to – one play at a time like we were moving the ball we were doing pretty well it's just we weren't finishing drives we had one play mess up and and that's the thing with football it's the ultimate team sport 11 men have to do their job at the same time for six seconds and if one guy messes up it could be a colossal fuck up this becomes the fifth super bowl for the patriots yeah one for the thumb does this make tom brady the goat he becomes the all-time leader in Super Bowls for a quarterback, Belichick becomes the all-time leader of Super Bowls for a coach. Sam, is it annoying that Patriots are just winning and doing these things as a New York fan? I think you're breeding some obnoxious kids in Boston. I think I think when you look at how much they've won, it's not just your fault. The Red Sox were winning, the Bruins, you know, it, Celts. the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics got yeah, they got one in eight. What, oh eight, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's you're breeding an annoying an annoying fan base of kids who are entitled and expect greatness. I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm Knicks, Yankees, Rangers, Giants. The Knicks losing throughout my childhood gave me a sense of humility. You know what I mean? The yeah. Yankees, Yankees fans got too cocky because you kind of have that expectation. Got to earn the stripes. They, earn I think the stripes. they, I think they lost their stripes. Yankees fans. Yeah. They've lost the stripes. They haven't. They haven't lost it. No, they're in first place right now. They're doing great. Okay, just they're, they're they're rocking. But you know, uh, no, it, yeah, it annoyed me. It, I I expected you guys to lose. I didn't think you were going to come back. I mean, the fact that does Brady become the goat this game? Probably right. I mean, that's the that's the crazy thing. He's probably the goat here, and then he keeps playing. It is weird. I thought he was the goat before though. On four. Yeah, probably. Because he did it in a free agent era. He did it he didn't he did it in a free agent era. Like back in the day when Bradshaw, Montana, you know, and Aikman when he got three, these these quarterbacks, a lot of these teams were bought. There was no salary cap. There was like free agency was lacking. And and Tom went through two different, you know, teams. You know, he had the first generation Pats where he won three. Then this is his second with the second generation Pats. Then he goes on to win a you know, in the future, another one. So, like, I don't know. That's a hot take. Everyone wants to talk about it. But, I mean, it's hard to do it with different teams. What was, I mean, the energy going into overtime when you guys tie it? I mean, that was insane. You're down uh, 20, 28 to 12 at a certain point. So then it's like, all right, it's a two-possession game. We missed but, a field goal, right? We missed yeah. a PAT. So it's twenty. It's 20 to, uh, 28 to 12. You have to do two touchdowns and two two point conversions, which is very hard. That's that's, that's what hard. people don't realize. A two point conversion, getting one is very hard. Yeah, I, it, 
it's just for some reason it's always extremely hard there's less space there's less area in the red area especially on the two you got guys pinned back ready to go at it to to get two that was pretty insane but to have the blinders on like i said and and guys believing if we just do one play at a time you know once we got that ball in halftime we knew we were winning we knew we were winning. The only thing worse than the Falcons collapse in this Super Bowl was the Kendall Jenner commercial. <laughs> you remember that, the Pepsi one? Where it's like the protesters and the cops and she hands a cop uh, a Pepsi. You know, that's just- And that's supposed to say, everyone's like, oh, we could drink Pepsi. This is like, this was the beginning of like Twitter really being like, you idiot, what are you doing? They're, they're remaking this one in, uh, in Kiev where she hands one to the Russian military and it really <laughs> saves everything. I mean, the Jenners, they just, they're their world savers. <laughs> they are world savers. Jenners and, and Kardashians. Yeah. Everyone's trying to be like them. Everyone's trying to look like them. Everyone's trying to be with them. This was kind of the beginning of Kendall in the public eye, I feel like, too. This was like her, yeah, this was her her starting point and of her going on. And Kendall's the one that ruins basketball players' careers, right? I think so. I mean, I think they all do. I think that's like the Kardashian curse, right? So it, Kardashian Jenner. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, it's a slash. It's a slash. Hyphenated or is it slashed? No, I don't think it's, is, is it hyphenate? No, it's nah, slash. It's, it's a slash. slash. It's, it's definitely slash. But you know, yeah, she dated Booker. Who else did she date? She, she, I think they just ruin everybody. Simmons. Simmons, wow, that's tough. Blake Griffin. Blake also just played at a crazy physical level. I mean, he's, you know. Yeah, but they started dating, then he got traded to Detroit. That's tough. From Dude, LA. LA. Like, I'm not a big LA guy, but Detroit. Ugh. It, it, Detroit's actually pretty fun. I mean, everything's pretty fun for you. You have a good life. Yeah, but you know, Detroit—you go there, you feel American. You see nothing about uh, nothing but American. But you live in L.A. over Detroit for a reason. Yeah, my child lives here, Sam. <laughs> my child lives but if, there. But if so your I child have, moved you know, to Detroit, you'd be like, "Shit, dude, I'd be so happy." <laughs> Have you ever had Detroit style pizza? It's like they, square they, pizza. Great, it is great pizza. It's really good. Underrated pizza. pizza. I'm not Greek to, town. I, I've had you, great times in Detroit. I wouldn't want to live in Detroit. Hey man, you know it's the heartland. It's the heartland. <laughs> Making sure not to alienate uh, listeners here. How many? How many? What if you got traded to the Detroit Lions? Would you be happy? Who's the quarterback? <laughs> um, is it Stafford? Sure. Hey. I wouldn't mind. You'd it. rather you were leaving the Tom Brady New England was Patriots. Tom, was Tom in New England when I got yes, traded? Yes. Then that'd be. Yeah. I mean, it's different. It's different. I mean, that's apples and oranges, Sam. All right. You know, work and living. I, I would, refuse to believe you'd be happy to go to Detroit. Nice there's a crazy hill. To, there's some nice areas in Michigan. Oh, sure, there, there are. I've, I've been. It's. An, I've. I've had great times in Detroit. I'm just saying. Detroit Rock City, man. Yeah. How many memes did you see on this? A lot of memes. Twenty-eight dude. to three. I still see it. The scoreboard. They won't. The, the date. The Falcons will never live this down. That's what's tough. Is like it, we all know how hard it is, and by we all I mean you to get to the Super Bowl. It's it's hard. It's very. They make it to the Super Bowl, and to lose in to be this close and to lose. That's that's honestly the worst as an athlete. Yeah. Like you rather lose in the AFC Championship. Of course. You rather lose in the first round. You lose in the Super Bowl, it ruins your whole offseason. You have a taste in the back of your throat that you just can't get rid of. He was thinking about, Matt Ryan was picturing hoisting the trophy. You know it was in his mind. You know they had those t-shirts ready coming out. Yeah. Before they shipped them to a third world country where 
they think the Falcons roughed you guys up. Yeah. It, and the thing is, we did see people start coming on the sideline. I and I we, bet that fired you up. I mean, we're like, what, what are we doing? What, 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 what are we doing? You can't do that. But, hey. I feel like Tom is also a dude that if you give him any fuel. Any, anything. Yeah. Any fuel. Did he say anything in the locker room at halftime? No. He, he's, Tom's, he's got to stay level-minded because everyone's watching him. Yeah. You know, he, and and then sometimes you, <laughs> when you're that, like, big, he, he can't, he can't go and rah-rah guys all the time because it could make them freeze. You know, they get all scared. It's Tom Brady. These guys have been watching him since they were, like, two and then now they're playing on the same team with them. And this was like five years ago. I can only imagine. There's like kids that aren't even born five years into their career now that are playing with them. But it's nuts. No, he, he didn't do yeah, that. He's been in the league as long as one of his teammates has been alive now. Yeah, I think on, multiple on the teammates. Yeah, it's crazy. Multiple. Yeah. Dude's got a... He's got, he's got some durability, pliability... I like, guess I just picture him. I've seen too many football movies where I just picture him being like, "You pussies need to make us proud," and you're like, "But he doesn't. He doesn't it, do that." It wasn't like that. No, no. There, there's other guys for that. There's yeah. other guys for that. Not, not, Did anyone talk up and say like, "What do you got? You guys want to? You guys want to be a disgrace? That you guys want to lose to Atlanta?" No, it's it's that's kind of rah rah college stuff. Oh, okay. You know, in in the pros, especially with our the team teams that I were that I was on with the Patriots they bring in good guys you know what I mean a lot of it is like the the psychological the psychological makeup of a lot of these guys are like hard-working dudes that team guys you know there wasn't a lot of divas so it wasn't really like that it was like we have to focus up or you know it's going to be a shitty day how about Belichick what did he say Belichick doesn't like he he he's very good at understanding what his team needs and when they need it. So if they're doing really well, he's going to cut you down. Wow. If if you're doing, if you guys are blowing a team out, well, we could have done this. We could have done. We could do this. But if we're doing, that's like, a pretty good Belichick right there. Hey, I was around him for a long time. That's pretty solid. And yeah, yeah. And so, but if the team is doing shitty, like he's going to give you the answers, what he thinks it is that we have to do. All right, fellas, we got to do this. We got to tighten it up. It's very. This is you know. This is. This is work. This is a business. This, this isn't, you know, the program or, or you know, the old movies, Any Given Sunday. or, or That's a good be. one. Any Given was, Sunday solid. That was really good. Jamie Foxx, really steaming, beaming. Come on, man. Really beaming. Keep the girl. I like how that movie, they had to be like the, like the something sharks. Yeah. Because the NFL clearly will not let clearly, them. Clearly. Not on that one. They're just one. doing blow and banging women and <laughs> chopping not. cars in half. Remember the show Playmakers? ESPN, Briefly, yes. Well, they did. That was another one where they couldn't use NFL teams because it was like dudes beating their wives and stuff. And uh, what's his name? Uh, the, that was a whole plot. First off, the tight end is gay on that show. That was all, which like a little on the nose, but uh, you know the tight end. Come on. And then, uh, and then uh, the running back beat his wife, and he's like, "It's a war on the field." You're telling me it, it can't be a war at home? And you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you got to you got to not do that at home to a woman." Got it. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we look at the track record, it doesn't look like it was far off. Yeah, no, it was a great show. Didn't I didn't watch it? I was Playmakers like, back in the day. It? it was on ESPN, I think, wasn't it? You remember that, right? Man, ESPN, Disney making 
Yeah, the dude. Cougars. And then, uh, yeah, Any Given Sunday is great, though. Great. That's a classic. Pacino, Life is a Game of... See, that's what I picture Belichick being like, Life is a Game of Inches, you know? Which uh, he wouldn't do. Nah, he's more of like, we got a block. And he does this weird hand clap. Like we're, or he has like a podium and he hits the podium with his hand. And I look at that and I'm like, it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt every time he goes, we got to block, you got to tackle. And you're like, that's all we really That's got. it? Yeah. <laughs> and then we do those things and we end up winning. It's like, oh, fuck, it's he not that hard. He's doing it. He, keeps it simple. He keeps well, it simple. You think of the movies, like Pacino in Any Given Sunday, he, he, goes, he goes a little too hard in that speech where he's like, I made every, you remember the scene where he goes, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man could make. And you're like, why are you saying this part? This is seems a little too much. Nah, but there are coaches like that that are, you know. Like hard. who? Um, Billy O'Brien. Yeah. He was a very hardy guy. We, used, you know, he's the head coach, or he was the head coach of the Houston Texans and Penn State. Did they like that? You think some guys do, but you know, then sometimes you got a guy making twenty million dollars sitting here looking at a guy yelling at him, saying, "Hey, fuck you, dude, shut up." Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, it's uh, and we didn't have many of those guys, but there it's because like they got that. cut probably. If you had an they didn't get cut, it just yeah. if, if they were going to invest in someone, it was going to probably be in a guy that's. Not going to be a problem. Mm. Distractions. But let's get over to the gaming corner presented by WinBet. The betting lines of this game, Patriots were minus three. Won that one. Yeah. Over and under, 53-1. Patriots. What is the ML? Money line. Money line. Money line. Jeez, I'm, I'm on a gambling show. This is a gambling <laughs> segment. Are you a gambler? Are you a gambler? Not a big gambler. Me neither. Not. I don't like losing money. I, like, I gambled once, and we all saw how that went. Right. 100K down the toilet. <laughs> Not cool. But let's do our prop bet. You bet with your heart. That's the problem. If you bet yeah. with your heart, you should be betting with your head, right? Yeah. No, your heart, you always... I mean, dude, if I, if I bet with my heart, I'd never win. So, but then the one time you try to bet with your head, you lose too. You think so? Always. What's this prop bet gonna be? I don't know. What should we do? How many, how many times you can say? Hmm. How many times will Danny bring up? You gotta believe. Gotta believe. Any of those? You think he'll say that a lot? I, th I think get him. I think we can get the, the over under has got to be three. Okay, three, maybe two. 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 two you gotta believe is is a decent amount. Let's go with two you gotta believe. Two you gotta believes. Today we're gonna be joined by Danny Amendola. Amendola, I mean. Before we talk to Danny Amendola, let's take a quick break. And we are here. The most anticipated guest thus far here on Games with Names. The handsome, the clutch. The two-time Super Bowl champ, one of the coolest dudes I know. I swear to God, you guys Eagles, are like BFFs. BFFs, yeah. Eagles, Rams, Patriots, Dolphins, Lions, Texans. That's the teams he played for, guys. He's played for a lot. They call him a journeyman. He's also got an unbelievable smile. Danny Amendola, welcome to Games with Names, presented by Win Bet. How are you doing? I'm great, brother. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. You know, I'm I'm doing I'm doing better now that you're here. You know, we got How a bromance. Chris Long? 
Chris Long was good. I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about that on your episode because this is dedicated to you and Super Bowl 51. Is that Muhammad Ali wallpaper behind you? Yes, sir. Wow. That's pretty cool. It. Yeah. We're in my that's party now. Sam, that's what he is. If you want, if you want to, if you want to be cool, go hang out with him for one day. I I'm trying to. We got him on the show. I'm excited. I've I've heard so much about Danny from from Jules. I mean, this is, is this an exciting game to have you on because this is the 28 to three game. I mean, you balled out in this game. Balled out. This is playoff Danny being playoff Danny. And this is playoff Danny being playoff Danny about 14 to 16 miles away from the woodlands where he grew up, born and raised, all-state baseball player. Uh, he may have played a couple basketball games, don't know. Played a lot of football at a 5A school. Then he goes to Texas. Te this guy's Mr. Texas. And then he goes to play in one of the most infamous football games in the history of the National Football League in his hometown stadium and has how, how, what did he have? He had four catches. What do you have, Jack? Dola, eight catches, 78 yards, a tutty and a two point conversion and a two point. Conversion. That was a big two point conversion, too. You guys needed Thank that. You. Yeah, it, <laughs> we were down by a lot. The best thing about that whole week was uh building a brojo in one of my best friends garage so every every pretty much after every practice julian and i in foxborough will go back to our house one of our houses and play ping pong till we're sick in the head i mean dip spit everywhere you know shirts off sweating dusting but nobody i mean we're in the basement in a foxborough place so we had to kind of duplicate that in houston so i called up one of my best friends who lives like a couple miles from the stadium. And I was like, bro, he's meanwhile, his wife is pregnant, like eight, seven, eight months pregnant with their first child. We in fact, uh, build a bro Joe den in his garage. So we can kind of emulate a regular week of practice for us. So we kind of turned his, his garage, put a ping pong table in it, put a couch in there, put a couple of tables. And then next thing you know, me and Julian, we brought Gronk over there. All my high school buddies came over and we were just chilling, kind of emulating a, a normal week, which uh, was one of the best memories I've, I've had uh, from that from that game. But I mean, you guys saw how that game turned out. It was just a long night for us. We were running. We ran. We probably I probably lost 10 pounds that game of just water weight, just sweating. I got I remember I got four IVs total the whole game, two before and then two at halftime and I got one of those recently, but it was for a hangover. But uh, <laughs> those work for hangovers. Now, how come there? How come there was? How come you were so tired in this game? Why? 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 Why would that occur? Aren't you guys like? And how were you guys prepared for it, Danny? We were. Well, we knew they were going to play a lot of man coverage on you know second, third down. So we knew we were going to be have running routes as opposed to sitting down in zones, kind of working at a slower pace in zone route. So we knew we were going to be running all night, but thank God that the halftime was so long. I guess the halftime is 20 minutes as opposed to whatever the 10, eight minutes we get at a normal game, because I was in there. I, I got, I got a bag and I said, we had enough time to get, to get two bags of IV just to get all the liquids back in, but we were running all, all night. And then also with the amount of plays, I think we played what 105 offensive snaps which an average is usually like 60 so you we had to go out and pretty much sprint 105 times is that because your defense was getting killed well 
That nah, it was because our defense was getting the ball back for us. Remember mm. in the second half? Oh right, they the were getting us the ball half, yeah. back, so they were keeping their offense off the field, and it mm. lined up where we had to run a lot. What do we got, Jack? Ninety-nine offensive snaps. Ninety-nine wow. offensive snaps, Jack. What, I, Danny, I'm curious. I mean, you're you're back home for this big game. Was it? Is it stressful having all your friends around that week leading up to the Super Bowl? Maybe a time where you want to mentally prepare. It was probably, it was a close, it was my close, right? So it was like three or four guys that came over right. and, and that's pretty much it. But, um, you know, was it, was it, it you up for tickets though? Oh man. Yeah. I, I bought as many tickets as I could. Uh, I got 37 tickets and we had to pay for all of them and I didn't make any of my friends pay me. I just kind of gave them out and hoping if I ended up in a ditch somewhere one day, they're going to be there to pull me out. But, uh, <laughs> We uh we uh, if you ever it, kill a hooker by accident, that friend has got to help you bury her. That's, <laughs> that's what I say. I got I got 37, 37 motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I don't forget. Um, but yeah, another thing just to add on on to why we were so spent that night, tired, just because the way the swing, this the way the the game flow was going, we were we were down by a lot. They were running the ball. You know, their receivers were chilling. We were down, so we had to we had to throw the ball, spread it out, throw it out, try to get chunk yardage plays, and and you have to meet our most comfortable set to do that in was you know three wideouts, sometimes four wideout sets, so we could stretch the field and 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 make chunks. But yeah, we were. I remember I remember somewhere in the third or the fourth quarter, where it was like we had, I mean, your face, you know, you're covered in snot, like nobody gives a shit about anything. You're bleeding, like you. Like Julian had dip all over his beard. Like it was like eye black was running in your eyes. Like it was like nobody gave a shit except let's get to the next series. Let's get to the next drive with as much energy as we possibly can. Do you remember any specific scouting reports about this defense that was so damn stout in that first half, even though we were kind of moving the ball and we turned it over twice? Do you remember anything specifically in the preparation? Well, we knew that we knew they were going to play a lot of cover three, and they played that Seattle defense that we faced the year before. They had Dan same, Quinn, Dan Quinn. They had the same coordinator. They had they had a big uh, a big safe, down safety presence with Poole. I think uh, thirty seven was the 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 post safety. Uh, we weren't we Alford Alford was their best corner who matched up on Julian all night. Uh, and then they were down true font who got injured previously in the season. So they put 32 in, I can't remember his name. And then Poole was in the slot number 34, uh, who we felt we matched up. I felt I matched up great against, um, and, and they were a good team. They, they, you know, they, they pride themselves on, uh, stopping the, the run with the down safety. So they're going to play a lot of cover three. They're going to leave some open gaps if we could get to them in the passing game. And then, once we start spreading them out, they they started switching to more, you know, two man, uh, a little bit more post safety man coverage when we started running a lot of passing plays. So, let's get into the game. So the beginning part of the game, first drive, will we three and out it? I don't even remember. We three and out it. I feel like, we but it was three, a shitty first drive. Yeah, I think we three and out it like the first three, three or four, and we're nah. We then we started driving right. Slow. We started off. Yeah, so, we started off fairly slow. Yeah. Well, the first quarter was scoreless entirely. Yeah, it was scoreless. But what were the the three things? Do you remember what Bill used to say 
at the beginning of this game the three things we needed to do to do in this game to win this game play smart specifically tough, smart tough fundamentally sound football no remember he <laughs> i mean he did definitely say that he always said remember like all right this game's going to come down to three things oh yeah third down you're going to have to do good we're going to have to score points in the red area touchdowns and we're going to have to not turn the ball over first half what do we do all three of those things. We turn the ball over, pick six in the red area. Then we go and freaking we're driving into scoring territory and LeGarrett, you know, got smoked and, you know, fumbled. And then we were just turning the ball over and we weren't scoring in the red area. What did, what was going on in the locker? I black out during games, so I don't even remember. What went on in the halftime? So, so to all your fans in Boston, by the way, too. <laughs> He's from Boston, kind of. He's from Situate. Oh, is he? Nah, not really, but kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, you're down by this much. It's 21 to 3 yeah, at halftime. Half. Yeah, there was really not a whole lot what you could say. I mean, there was, there's two things that... What is one thing that you... That I remember. What is one thing you would always say? What, what is one thing that you always say that I, I made up all the time? I mean... Gotta believe. <laughs> I I couldn't hear you. What? I made that up, by the way. What what made what up? I made that up. What did you make up? Gotta believe. Who's gotta believe though? Who's gotta believe? We gotta believe. So is that what you said in the locker room? You're just like, oh, you gotta believe. This is what we gotta do. Believe. What were you specifically doing in the locker room at halftime after getting IVs? There's two things I remember being in the locker room after I got my IV. One, coach said, it's going to take a lot more than, what, 24 points to beat us tonight. And then the other thing I remember is Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. I don't know why his pads were <laughs> off at this time. But he was he was, it was hot. He was saying, oh, this is going to be a hell of a story, boys. This is going to be a hell of a story. Wow. That's, a, that's awesome. And what would I say after that? It's going to be a hell of a story. It turned out to be a hell of a story. But then I would also say my, my, my infamous saying that I made up. We got to believe. Yeah. We got to believe. We'll count it. We'll count but, it. But, uh, count it. <laughs> there's but, no chance uh, you made that up fully made that up <laughs> so yeah i mean i love that you're being robbed in the locker room that you're being positive that's such good energy you know but once it hits 28 to 3 is any part of you like maybe this isn't our game is there any part of you thinking that or no don't lie don't lie danny Honestly, don't lie danny I Danny thought, was on the sidelines saying, what the fuck, guys? This is going to be the worst <laughs> offseason ever. We're not even going to get to do anything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm probably not even going to be here next year. What were you, what was really going through your mind, Danny? Give me the real shit. I want to hear this Statistically, fucking Statistically, one guy on your team had to be like, you blew it. <laughs> you blew my... <laughs> that was probably Chris Long, honestly. <laughs> Yo, we were... It, we get... I mean, I've been down in games before, and we've, I've gotten, you know, killed in games before, but I was like, this is the Super Bowl. Everybody's watching this, and we better score just so we don't get run out of the building, honestly, because we were down by so much, and 
And I remember it was, I think it was like, a, I think it was four, it was a fourth down in the third quarter. And I had caught it out like a 10 yard out. It was ghost, right? So it caught a 10 yard out on, on the play. And I was like, it was, I would, that point was so tired. It, and I felt like my back was completely against, I, I thought I was digging myself out of a hole. And at that point, we're just trying to focus on one play after another. Just don't, don't fuck up. So we don't have to hear that shit from Bill and we could keep rolling. And, and that, that, that goes to show you the strength of the football team. Like that's how a lot of guys felt. A lot of guys were like, you know, we're not, we're not out of this thing yet. That's how most, that's how the team felt like it's going to take more. We knew that we had to pick up some things, of course, but like we were driving the ball decently. And we, when you play in a Super Bowl, the rhythm of that game is tough, right? Yeah. Well, the whole time I'm looking at the clock in relation to the score. And I think it's, it was like, it read three fourteen, and we were down by 16. And I was like, and we're moving the ball a little bit. I think we got it. We just got the strip sack. We're, we're, I think it was like maybe high, like, you know, high two minute mark. And I'm like, shit, if we score here, we're going to get the two. And then all we got to do is get the ball back right after that. And then we'll be set. So I was like, the time in my mind was working out, but then that- you have to, the time in my mind was working out that it was going to come down to the wire if we did everything right. And, but you had to get two, two, you had to get two point conversions and those aren't easy. Well, you know, you remember we never put more than two, more than one, two point conversions in that week. And for whatever reason, we had two, two point conversion plays for whatever reason, the first time we ever did that. So we got to actually practice. We got to, I know. So we usually, we already know the two point play. It's probably something that we haven't got to run yet. Cause you only run a handful of them a year, but we, we, for whatever reason, I thought it was so odd preparing for the game that we had, we had installed two, two point plays. So I'm like, Oh shit. And then it comes down and I'm fucking laughing my ass off. Like, and the last, the second, the second two point play was to me. And I was like, we practiced it. I don't even know if it really even worked in practice. It was just kind of like hit or miss. So it was like, but I'm like, these coaches are yep. genius for that. I, my, my theory on this, Sam, is the guy on the wall right behind us, Ernie Adams. He actually cracked the simulation that we're in and knew that it would come down to two two-point conversions because that's the kind of guy Ernie Adams is. Let Bill know. Bill then therefore made the team put in two two-point conversions and Danny scored the game-winning two-point conversion to get us tied to then go into halftime and or uh, overtime. O- overtime. He is to, to Belichick what Tex Winner is to Phil Jackson. Is that fair to say, basically? He's that influential in the Patriots culture. Ernie. Yeah. What, do you have any stories about Ernie? <laughs> Bill, uh, Bill built Ernie his own private press box on the visitor's side. And it's like this little tiny two-seater that Ernie wa- sits and watches every game. It's like an eagle's nest. Like Ernie, Ernie and the eagle's nest up at the top of the top of Foxborough Stadium, top of, top of Gillette. Uh, story-wise, I didn't really interact too much with Ernie. And then they had to build... I was just, I was just super nice. I was just super nice to him. Like he, you know, he didn't say much to me. I didn't say much to him. I usually dab him up and be kind of awkward with him in the hallway. And then he'd, he'd crack a smile. So he'd be, uh, he's definitely a football mind and has a lot of perspective on the game. 
Do you remember him always bringing in a fucking huge heirloom tomato? And that's what he would eat only for the whole day. He would sit at the table by himself in the cafeteria. Like an with an apple, he would eat it? He, no, with a fork and knife. Oh, thank God. He would fork and knife this thing. A little yeah. pepper, no salt. He always stayed away from the sodium. And he would eat that thing. And I would just sit there every day. And I'd walk by him like, hey, Ernie, how's the tomatoes? And he'd go, they're in season. What? So there's 448. Uh, I was 556 left in this game. This is when Brady hits you. Six-yard touchdown, Danny. I mean, like, what are you thinking? You get that touchdown. You're down eight. Yeah, well, we're down. Touchdown in your home field. We were down, and I remember we got a – I got a uh, – we audibled. I guess they they went to cover four. Uh, they moved uh, the slot player inside a, a shade. And we knew what coverage we were getting. And then Tom uh, signaled Gotti to us, or which was uh, basically a five yard out and a go on the outside. And it was honestly, it was like, I was pretty, I was pretty embarrassed that I fell down and caught the ball. That was the first thing that went through my head. But then I was so thankful that I didn't drop the ball. Cause I was like, I, I remember just turning around. It was ball was coming fast. And then we were down and tired. And usually you don't celebrate or do shit when you're, so when you score a touchdown and you're down, so I just kind of ran back to the huddle. You know, I knew we were going to go have to go for two. I already knew the play. I think James White, it was the play the direct to James White after that. He had a big game too. What? Yeah. James White. Yeah. James, un, isn't he unsung hero? He's James White. No doubt. He's one of the best teammates, one of the best players, great running back. This guy looks like Marshall's fault some days in, in on film, and he's just, he's amazing. What, what did Tom say anything to you after that play? No, we were just head head was still down. We we're still cruising. We got a lot of work to do. We got to come up with the ball and eight points and in a in a couple minutes. And Julian would always say, "I remember the first I first scored my first touchdown in the Super Bowl." Well, Julian's played in a lot of Super Bowls uh, over the years, and you know a lot of battles with the the Jets or I mean sorry the Giants and. Um, he would always tell me, it doesn't, I don't care what you do. He would always, I don't care what you do in this game. It doesn't count unless you win. And I'm like, that's, and then it didn't hit me until we lost. I lost the Super Bowl after a couple of years later. And I was like, yeah, this game, if nobody remembers the people who lost the Super Bowl, like just went like the parade, they put whatever team wins on blast and rightfully so. But yeah, yeah, a lot of, so. So you score that touchdown, and then Falcons get the ball back. Julio Jones goes up on the sideline, makes a freaking insane catch. Are you sitting there saying, oh, fuck, did we just lose this now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what did like, you think about that guy, That catch? Oh, unbelievable. The, this, I was right on our sideline, too, and he was double covered, I think. I really think I met right to uh, some form of too high, but double covered. Uh, Matt Ryan obviously put it up only where he could catch it. He jumps over two cats and then sticks his toe in the ground. And I'm like, that was the sickest catch I've ever seen in my entire life. And they're about to run this clock out and we're completely fucked. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was and, so, so sick. And then you got the, we, we felt like we got the extra life when Trey got that sack and then they had the holding. And then they kind of fucked up a wet dream with that whole play call and sequence, huh? 
Yeah, well, they try to, you know, instead of running the ball and then they got behind and they tried to make a, you know, a, a chunk play out of a five-step drop, missed the blitz, and Hightower comes out with a big sack. Play of the game. Play of the game. I mean, yeah, this was, I mean, this is when things went downhill. I mean, this is like literally Matt, I don't think Matt Ryan has recovered from this moment. It's, it's, he's going to, we're going to find out this year, maybe a new, new territory, a new environment will help him get rid of those demons of the old 19 or Super Bowl 51. So fallout. So I have to ask you, Julian makes this catch with two, two twenty eight left. What's, what's going through your head when he makes it? Are you thinking that he didn't come down with it? No, I knew he came. He's covered in, like, that was, like, out of a movie. No, yeah. Pile of red shirts on top of Julian. It was the it was better than the Julio catch. The Julio catch was, like, pure athletic ability. It looked like a, like, fucking he, amazing catch. Julian was just pure grit and just, that ball's not hitting the ground no matter what, how, who, no matter who kicks it. Like, the the cover the route was good. The coverage was good. The route was, was good. shitty, Danny. The route was shitty. I would have gave him a little. You could have gave him a little. I rounded it like a banana. We were on gave, fucking page nine. We were on ninety nine by then. It was bad. I I, I didn't eat the cushion <laughs> up. I didn't give him a sellout to the out. You Is it got it? You could have. Isn't that the worst stick. nightmare of your life when you're running a scene versus too high and the and the safety it's, or in the in the cover corner looks back at the ball before you do. I think there's a couple different ways, though, because, you know, he, he knew what you were running. Obviously, you, you know, it was an op, it was a, uh, what is it, a seam read kind of thing? Seam read. I think seam it was read. bunker. Bunker, yeah. So you could either go to the post or cross. You got two man. You, you could have gave him a little bit more outside. I yeah. liked how you kept your speed, though, because it's hard to give him something and then still keep your speed. Uh, he made a pretty good play. He turned around. He, he was ready to jump for the ball, and he made the best play he could. Um, but the fact that I watch it, I've watched it over and over, obviously. But the fact that you you jumped off one foot, and then you're in the air, and in your mind you had already redirected your body, and then you already you came down and redirected your body the other way when you hit the ground. So you were jumping one way with anticipation to do one thing over here, and then by the time you had hit the ground yet you had already decided that your foot was going to go in the other way, which was impressive to me. And then the fact that that did ball, I mean, it's it an amazing catch, bro. Amazing. Did I say any, do you remember any yeah, communication? So I was, did we communicate after that? Yeah. So I, I remember I said, Hey, did you catch that? And he goes, yeah, I caught it. And I was like, Oh yeah, you caught it. And then, <laughs> all right. Once you said that, I knew you caught it. I knew you were in very next play, very next play, they hit Dola on the crosser. Was it the crosser like for like a twenty yard game? Was that the next play or was it the next third down? It was. It was. I think it was close to the next play. So we might have had one. The of very those. next play, it might have been. Yeah, we had a cross, and then at that point, bro, I felt like the water, the dam has broken. We were. We had so much momentum, and these these guys were getting t so tired conditionally that were not. They weren't ready to to follow us around for whatever, how many minutes we played, you know, 75 minutes, but they, they, uh, we were running so much. We were in better physical condition. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of those things where, uh, we used to have to run. We ran, we would condition, we conditioned that week of the Super Bowl, and everyone's sitting here like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we conditioning? 
And like, once again, Ernie cracked the simulation, knew that we needed to get more sprints in because we were going to have a fucking 99 play game. Going into overtime, we win the toss. What were you thinking? Game over, game set match. We got this or what? Yeah, I, and there was no doubt in my mind. We were about to, and I think we went. My favorite drive of the game was the fit my favorite one because I think every skill position, every skilled position person touched the ball. I think. Uh, I think James, Malcolm, James, in order. I had the third. I think Julian had a crosser. Hoagie had a comeback. Uh, Martellus had a catch or a. I think it was a. He had a big pi. He had a seam and then a pi. A seam and then a pi, and then we give the ball to James to close it out. And I mean, we everybody touched the ball in the last drive, which it was it was so sick. And do you remember the first person you talked to after the game was over? Did you guys connect quickly, or what happened? It was madness, right? We uh, it was madness. I can't remember. I blacked out. Uh, I ran around like through my helmet, uh, just grabbed anybody I could. I remember Julian tackled me full on game tackle. Um, and then I, uh, I linked up with my you got a good picture of that. Yeah. And then I linked up with my mom actually right after that and, uh, had a great celebration with her and nice. it was, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Definitely amazing to be in the hometown for that one. And, and I had played in that stadium probably 10 times before, but for whatever reason, I would, that stadium looked so different to me that night. Like I'll never go back in there and, and it will be the same feeling as that night, but. That's crazy. Any, any good post Super Bowl stories that you have, Danny? Let's see. I got a couple. Uh, we might have to edit a couple of these. <laughs> yeah, I got one. I remember after the first Super Bowl we won, we went to this uh, Harvard Harvard party. Oh my God. We go to this Harvard party. It's like this. No, explosion. not where I expect the Patriots to go. You guys want to go somewhere crazy? I'm thinking Cambridge. <laughs> not. No, this is the night before the parade. So we were stuck in Boston. <laughs> yeah, so we're stuck in Boston and we're like, we got like a Phoenix party. Like, Jul I think it was Julian's brilliant idea. Anyway, we're like, we got the Phoenix Club. They won't have us come out tonight. I'm, I'm like, perfect. So we go get some sushi. Completely, we're blacked out at sushi. We're walking around. We go to a club. We, 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 we helped a car. Remember a car in the snowstorm? Yes, yeah, so we freeway. A car gets stuck. Me and Daddy get out of the car to push the car off the freeway. This little old lady, like in the middle of the of, in the middle of the freeway, like going on it on your way downtown, but just rescued by two drunk patriots, two drunk yeah. Super Bowl winning patriots. Afterwards, you you rescue a cat from a tree. <laughs> this is amazing. One year that say that same night, we go get sushi. We're ripping it. We find a guy. We go to this little club before the Phoenix party, right? And we find this guy, oh. and and we have we have probably. 30 bottles of champagne at this small little venue. And all we're doing is pouring them on each other and then breaking the bottles. And we paid the guy just to clean up the bottle, the, all the glass. All he had was a broom and a, and a, and a mop and a, and a bucket. And, and he probably picked up 35 bottles of champagne. We just broke in the, in the back of this bar. He was picking them up. And then, we go to, and then we go to this Harvard party and we walk in and then all these, you know, kids are upstairs and it's like a huge 
uh, like venue and, and there it's like it's like I'm gonna go to Fred House, but it's like you can rent this house out and they're all like liked cameras action. It was it was insane. I go up, I actually uh I'll skip to later that night. We were we were, we were leaving. I got I stories too. I got I had to get out, I had to get out of there. And uh wow. And uh Ju- I go upstairs to tell Julian that I was I had to go. And and he's he's sitting he's up in like this mysterious mysterious psychedelic bedroom, and he's sitting on the bed with his shirt off and his sunglasses on, smoking a Marlboro Red, and he's got like fifteen chicks around him, just and he's telling like the same stories we're talking about right now, like just old war stories. And he's and I'm like, hey, Jules, I gotta get out of here. He's like, all right, bubs. <laughs> After that, I I saw him at the parade the next day. My favorite part is the Marlboro Red. That's. Of course, you're going with the most aggressive cigarette. Oh, I love it. Oh. That's amazing, dude. I love that. That same yeah. night, ah, we'll leave it at that. We'll- no, come on, don't tease us. We were at that club. It's some guy's got a phone. You remember that? I don't remember the this. guy with the phone. I grabbed the phone. Oh, you just- it? This is like, dude, where's my car? You guys trying yeah. to piece this together? Yeah, awesome. It was. It was a. It was a. It was an awesome night, and and. You know, getting to get celebrate. Tell them, about, tell them about getting to the parade in the morning with uh, officer, um, your officer. Yeah, we, we had a police escort. Like, we were supposed to go back to Foxborough to take a bus back. We ended up staying in the city, hopped in a cop car, lights on, went in the to the to the parade in a cop car going through all these lights and stuff. You literally like, drive it. Drinking champagne, drinking champagne in the back of cop cars. <laughs> I don't know. If we, Boston we might cops have to the most aggressive police unless you play for the Patriots, in which case <laughs> you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah, we'll have to blank out the name. What? Used, uh, I, used, I have a go ahead. A couple of questions about you got you guys and your bromance. I mean, so first off, who's a better quarterback between you two? He played college quarterback. That's, that wasn't for me. I kind of gave that up at like eighth, ninth grade. I was like, there's too much decision making in this. I just kind of want to run around on the field. <laughs> I just want to black out and get in the back of a cop car. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to read schemes here. No, that's a, but you both had big throws and big games. Yep. Um, you know, we, we played a lot of baseball growing up. His dad was, you know, very strong influence on him uh, as a coach. And, and same with me. My dad's a, a high school football coach. So we were active, man. We were in the gym, in the cages, and on the field every single day growing up as a kid, just tossing the ball. You catch one ball, you got to throw it back. So you might as well make it nice. So that's kind of how we grew up. And, and we both, you know, I've, I got a couple. How many touchdown passes do you have in the league, Jules? Uh, I mean, I got, got Jack. You got one. Don't six for six, it. 128 yards and a touchdown. You, Julian, you have a 158.3 passer rating. Wait, yeah. correction, Jules has two. You have oh. two touchdowns and a 158.3 passer rating. One to Philip Dorsett against the Eagles. Danny, yeah, you have one touchdown. Dan- you know, I threw a, a touchdown pass to Danny Amendola. That's amazing. What was yeah. the divisional round? Yeah, that was. 2014. Ironically, the, the- we practiced that play probably 10 times. It was the only play, only time it worked was... Only time it ever worked was in the game. Danny, you're three for four passes, 83 yards, two touchdowns, 156.2 passer rating, both insane passer ratings. Hey, you know, that's that's what you got to do. Yeah. Like you said, you catch it, you got to throw it back. Yeah. 
is Julian's locker the smelliest in the locker room? No, without question, bro. Without <laughs> question. He he had he every single game and practice, I think he disposes of his gloves, but he keeps the gloves like in his locker, like in the open part. And there's like 400 pairs of gloves, like smelly old gloves in there. And he's like, it, he's like, he thinks he's Willie Mays Hayes, you know, like who steals second base and like has to pin it against his wall. I'm like, dude, you you caught three passes yesterday in practice. Like, you don't need to save the gloves and frame them, right? <laughs> He's so long since, yeah, he's a complete yellow mess. shirt, yellow I mean, shirt. Yeah, he's a he wore the same yellow shirt every day he played football. Like, we get it, Kent State, baby. <laughs> Kent State was a reminder to all the people that went to Alabama, the big schools like Texas Tech, Tech, whatever. It's like Popeye said, buddy, I am what I am. Kent State, golden yellow, baby. <laughs> All right, Dola. Any last thing regarding what? Do, what would you name this game? What would you name the game? I have no idea. <laughs> the twenty-eight-three game is that what it's known as right now? I think it's twenty-eight-three. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was just a, a Houston blur. It was I, I, you know, have a couple. Memories in my head, seared in my head, but it was just a blur to me. It was like complete exhaustion by the end of the game. Like all I wanted to do was get uh, a cocktail ready to go and party it out. What, Danny? What's your drink? I I drink. uh, I like vodka. Little Tito's from Austin. Shout out Tito's. But um, yeah, we. Danny likes Bud Light Seltzer too, right? But we love Bud Light Seltzer. Bud Light Seltzers are. I I'm obsessed with Bud Light Seltzer. It's I'm just saying, you know, anyway, my, keep an eye out for my whiskey bodega cat, which is coming. She might be out by the time this comes out. So bodega cat, bodega cat whiskey. Yeah. You have a whiskey coming it's up, coming out, man. You're going to like it. It's really good. Uh, all right. Uh, don't I, I love a good, I love a good Tito's. The good Tito's martini, man. Good yeah. The loose. Yeah. The That's goose will make you loose. Yeah, dude. The goose will make you loose. Mm. All right, Dola. We appreciate you. We love, love you. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Well, that was a great interview. He was awesome. And I felt the love between you two. It's it's a it's a bromance that will go down in history as one of the best, I think. It's special. It is very special. The thing is, when you get to go to work with people you love, that's that's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Everyone in this room, we feel it, right? We feel that, you know, yeah. and that's the environment. Once he got traded, it was like, yeah, we went and won another Super Bowl, but it was like not the same. How how bummed were you when he got traded? Or he he signed somewhere else, or I don't know. He signed, did he sign with Miami that year? Miami, yeah, yeah. Miami. It, it everyone gets cut, traded. You're happy your friend gets a, a good contract. I'm happy but, he yeah. got a good contract, but selfishly, I was pissed off because, like he said, we're not going to have the ping pong anymore. We're not going to have bro time. Did it cut to you like playing ping pong, uh, ping pong against a wall and just hitting it by yourself? No, I didn't force gump it. I didn't force gump All it. Right. I had to recruit other players yeah. to play. But then I became the sheriff. But deep down in my heart, I knew I wasn't the sheriff. Danny was always the sheriff when it came to ping pong. So, like, it was like false hope. You know, Damn. you're beating up on all these little slappies left and right. Deep down in my heart, I knew Danny would come here and, and scrape me. I needed that. I needed that competition. Yeah, live. and you guys were both like bruiser wide receivers. 
Yeah, he was a, he was a he was a very tough tough football player, man. He 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 also had probably the best hand-eye coordination I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, you could throw anything at him and he can't be looking, he won't be looking and he can snag it somehow this that a lighter, a ball, a fucking a can of dip, a water, a beer, anything. He could do like some sport catch, trick catch on it. Like that's just how like cool he was. Hell yeah. You know, and then wave his hair, but whatever. That's just that's Danny. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm sure you guys did damage on that town. I'm 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 picturing these nights in the cop car, messed up, Fire. meeting chicks. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Boston is a is a great sports town to live and be a professional athlete in. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. It was fun. It was a lot of getting a lot, a lot of, of thick Boston accents coming out of your hotel room. Yeah, they always, or your home, I guess. That it was, was always game. Jules. It, it's crazy. Yeah, that was the thing. Jules and Dola. Hey, Dola. Hey, Jules. The women. <laughs> <laughs> so with the prop bet, I, I think you got it out of him. The gotta believes. Do we? Do we hit that, Jack? We got five gotta believes. You really dragged it out of Dola there. So we cashed the bet. We cashed it. We cashed it, dude. And just just for everyone to know, I made it up. Don't let, don't let, don't let that little, uh, that Italian charm just come off through his voice. And if you're watching this through his little, uh, little eye wink, don't let that fool you. I made that up. Italians and Jews have a weirdly similar energy at times. Don't you think overprotective mothers? Yes. Uh, Italians, a swaggy Italian is very similar to a swaggy Jew. Yeah, but they're always a little better looking. I think they're always a little better looking. They they do have uh, you're you're a handsome fella. Yeah, but I mean Danny's better looking. You got to call a spade a spade. Dealer's choice. You know what I mean? It is what it is. If I was a gay man, I'd be happy to be held down by either of you. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh so uh what's the legacy of this game? I mean James White, we talked a little about him. We should have probably talked more about him because 139 total yards, two rushing touchdowns, game-winning touchdown, by the way, one receiving touchdown and a two-point conversion. I mean, should he have been the MVP? Should it have been Brady? Does it matter because it's a team game and that's really all that matters at the end? It's a team game, but uh, to, to, that's what like these championship teams have. They always yeah. have these unsung heroes, and, mm -hmm. and that's the kind of guy James White was like he was a beast not just a beast but in meetings at work with his demeanor with his attitude nothing ever phased him one of the like just calm cool collect guys i have ever met in my life and it, and it rubs off on guys and that's a that's a form of leadership when yeah. you have that for younger players to see like oh well, james white isn't bitching about having to do 10 extra half gassers I can't say shit because James is doing it. And then you see it shine on, on the biggest stages of all time with guys like James White, past, you know, past guys like Shane Vereen, the Danny Amendola's, the Chris Hogan's, the Malcolm Mitchell's. Everyone's got their part. Hightower. Hightower. I mean. Unsung heroes. Unsung heroes. Trey Flowers. Big play. Big play. Yeah. A lot, a lot of guys have to make plays in order to win those games. This is a tough one. We talked about it, but this is a tough one for Matt Ryan. It really is. Uh, I mean, 28 to 3. It, it's tough 
that's the name of the game. You you'll never forget that. I you know what? I honestly feel bad for Matt Ryan because he had an incredible season, unbelievable year. And I actually used to watch game film of this guy. So I've always kind of liked Matt Ryan because we were in the same system in college when I was throwing, when I was a quarterback. He ran the same offense. My offensive coordinator was his offensive coordinator at Boston College. And so I always had a fan. Like, I was always a fan of Matt Ryan. Obviously not on this day, but to see the ripple effect of what this has done to the, that team, him specifically, I mean, you don't want to see that on anyone. He's a stud. He's a great football player. And to see... You know, these last few years after that, it just seems like it's kind of messed with his psyche. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know how much time and effort I I I do because, you know, you're a professional athlete. You know how much time, effort, how much he cares about what he's doing and trying to get to where he's trying to go. And to see it not always get there and to see guys not be able to get back to the dance again, like that's 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 sad. Yeah. I feel bad for those guys. You know, it, it didn't happen in my career. I've been fucking lucky that I got to play with where I got to play with who I got to play with under people I played for. You know what I mean? So, Well, he got lucky in ways, too, having, you know, such a great offense to throw it to. So, I mean, just because they didn't win doesn't mean that people won't talk about uh, Matt Ryan is having a great career. He's an MVP. Yeah, but no, he probably they're not going to talk about that. Yeah, maybe not. You know what I mean? That's just winning. Winning what means something. In the, in, what did he say? No one fucking remembers second place. Yeah, it's it's, and this is a podcast to celebrate both sides, and I'm celebrating Matt Ryan right People now. People remember second place sometimes, do they? Nazi Germany, they came in second, right? <laughs> They're the bad guys, but we remember them. Sam, you you got one on me. All right. <laughs> I mean. You remember them because of this game, the gravity. Yeah. I mean, look, there there are great players who never won. Hundred years down the road, you know, when there's like robots. Fair enough. If they're talking about it, are they going to be talking about Matt Ryan? <laughs> that's when that's when we don't watch football players anymore. We watch football teams, and maybe there'll be a robot that blows a twenty-eight to three lead in the robot bowl, and we're like, that dude was so close to being an icon robot, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. But he, he wasn't. still has opportunity. I'm I'm looking forward. He's still playing. He's but he's what is he an indie? I think that's going to be a good. But is he starting in indie? Yeah, he should be. He should be starting in indie, and I think that could be a good matchup. You know, Indy needs a quarterback. The Wentz thing didn't really happen the way they wanted it to last year, but Wentz played pretty good. Yeah, Jack. Who is it? Peterson or what's his name? Uh, who's the head coach for uh, the Colts? Sammy Frank Wright. Frank Wright, like. He's a he's a good quarterback coach. I, I'm 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 really really interested to see where this goes with him and Matt Ryan going into this year with that run game with that great defense that the Colts have. So yeah, and there's literally no distractions in Indianapolis. So there's I've been there many times. There's nothing to do but football. So St. Elmo's St. Elmo's Steakhouse is great. That, that you can't go there every night. No, you can't. But if you have like a cold or something, you go and get that shrimp cocktail and they hey, they put so much goddamn fucking horseradish in that thing. It blows your socks off. It's legendary horseradish. It's too much almost. You I, like I it? Like, I do. I like it too, but like, yeah, I want to enjoy my food. <laughs> well, then don't get a little less, put a little less sauce on it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what I'll have to do. Next Easy time. solution. Less, less sauce. Has Atlanta recovered from this as no. a team? God, no. No. I mean- Braves won a championship but last year's World though. Series. Different sport. Bulldogs won. 
It's football is different. Why? I just think fo- like the Falcons, the energy. They've never won. They've never won a Super Bowl. No, right. The energy is different. I remember I watched uh, a playoff game there in a bar. It was Falcons versus Giants. I think it was it was the year that they they beat the Pats yeah. the second time. And uh, I'm wearing an Eli jersey in the in the bar. No one said a rude thing to me, and I was like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> You're supposed to insult me. I'm a visitor, you know. Everyone was like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" I'm like, "You fucking cowards!" Typical New Yorker. Cowards. Look at him. Typical New Yorker. Just, just wants. He just craves coldness. I was like, well, "No one spat on me." What are you guys soft? <laughs> Do that in Philly. Yeah, Philly. They would have torn my head off. <laughs> Philly, I mean, Philly, I was like, I'd be scared to do it in Philly, Boston, you know, but Atlanta, I was like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Crazy thing is, what year was it that Atlanta went to the Super Bowl with Chandler as the quarterback and the Dirty Birds? What year was that? What year was that? That was the 1998 season. I went to the playoff game where they beat the 49ers in San Francisco. Didn't they beat them there? Were you Jackie? a thir- uh, 12, 13-year-old Julian yeah, Edelman? I was there. Were, were you rocking Candle a jersey? Uh, nah, we didn't have, like, my parents didn't, we didn't spend money on jerseys and shit. I had to get, like, bags and baseball bats and shit. You know what nice, I mean? Nice, nice. So, like, what we got, Jackie? They're saying that game was at the Georgia Dome. At the Georgia Dome? Did they play in the regular season? January 9th, 1999. Did they play in the regular season in that year? In the regular season, they did. Where? They played... In the Georgia Dome again. Damn. Wait, wait. September 27th at Candlestick Park, beat the Giants, or lost to the 49ers 31-20. What year? This was 1998. The year they won the, they went to the Super Bowl? Who yep. they who beat them in the Super Bowl that year? They oh. lost to the Vikings. No, no, no. They lost to the Broncos. Broncos. Oh, that was an Elway year. All right. This one's for John. Remember that? <laughs> Was that the that was the second Elway year, right, or the first? I don't know the owner. I just remember after John Elway won his like first Super Bowl, the the owner came on after collected this the Lombardi and he goes, "This one's for John." That's what I remember. I, it could be completely. Were you a big wrong. Elway guy? No. Yeah, I'm a Niner guy. Dude. I know, but you, I, in terms of respect, oh, I mean, yeah, you respect the hell out of him. Yeah, He's a yeah. fucking. He was a monster. Yeah. California kid went to Stanford. I'm I mean, from the Bay Area. Yeah. But like I, I didn't like the Broncos, and I, I still don't like the Broncos. Yeah. They beat my ass in the AFC Championship twice. Yeah. In fact, I hate the Broncos. We always prayed if when we were going to those AFC Championships for just a fucking snowstorm, something crazy, because we're gonna be in Denver. It's gonna be cold. The altitude Rackley. fucks you up. No, every time we go there, it's 75 and sunny. Like, what the fuck? We wanted the elements in our favor. Yeah. Never you worked. ever have like a beer in, in Denver? You have, a, you have like three beers. You get fucked up from that altitude. Yeah, it'll get you. Yeah. Just like on a plane. Yeah. But you're on the ground. Plane drunk is good, though. I don't really drink on the plane. Never? No. It's a good place. I, you know what I do do on the plane, though? You vape? No, I don't vape. I uh, Heroin? No, I, I like to snack. I'm a snacker. Oh, all right. Well, like what, comforting snacks. What are you doing? Like I'll go to I'll, like pre, pre-flight, pre I'll go to the store. I'll grab like a sour candy, a chocolate candy, like a bag of chips, like a vitamin water zero. We'll have to blank that out because they're not a sponsor. 
Uh, and then I always like try to be kind of like, oh, I feel guilty for getting all that. And then I'll get like a trail mix. You know, so then, then you ever read the calories in a trail mixer? You think worst. you're being healthy, and I'm just like, I'm just picking out the M and M's. This isn't good. No, this is unhealthy. Terrible. But uh, stat, uh, Jack, did we forget anything here? We cashed our prop bet. Um, Ninety-eight was in fact John Elway's fifteenth season. Um, another stat correction: Danny is in fact better looking than Julian. Um. <laughs> Dealer's choice. It's dealer's choice Thanks, at that Jack. point. And our last stat correction is we talked about Ernie Adams enjoying a tomato for lunch every day. It's pronounced heirloom, not hairloom. I wanted to say something about that. Just clearing that up. Yeah. And then one last one. Jules, can you define brojo for us? Uh, the brojo is like a dojo. You know, like we're the karate kid. Yeah. And they, 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 they like used to train and stuff. I don't know why you're asking me to define this. We all got it. The brojo. <laughs> is where a bunch of bros do a lot of activities. It's one of those, I've heard about every bro suffix in the book, but brojo is new. Brojo is good. I hadn't heard that until yesterday. Yeah. Brojo is, I mean, that's, you stick around me, buddy, you'll get a lot of bros. It's like if Cobra <laughs> Kai were the good guys. That's the vibe. That's what it is. It's exactly. what it is. No Cobra Kai. We're like straight. But you're more interesting than, what's the good guys in that again? Danny. His name was Danny, right? Yeah. Daniel. Danielson. But what, they have a name for their dojo. What's it called? I think it's just Miyagi, right? Oh, Miyagi. Yeah, but they're, that's the thing. They're a little more boring. Cobra Kai's cooler, but... I literally... So I'm driving to San Francisco Yeah. with my daughter to go see our parents. We always I drive from LA to San Francisco. I like driving. I don't know. We pull over and what are those trees called? The Karate Kid tree? What are they Jack, called? Is that a bonsai? Yeah, it's a bonsai yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah. Me and my daughter went, we saw these bonsai trees, picked up a bonsai tree. I was trying to explain to her about Karate Kid. She's five years old. She's like, Dad, this is just a cool tree. I'm like, <laughs> well, you're going to learn about this, and we're going to take very good care of this, and we're going to nourish this plant, and it's going to be something like in the Karate Kid. She looked at me and said, can we go get chicken nuggets? <laughs> and I said, all right, let's go. That That is, that's a tough one to explain. To it really, kid. not yet. You're not like, yet. hold on, next up, Weekend at Bernie's. Let me break it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds? What, what do you think? Oh my God. Dude, that's, by the way. Uh, well, the Karate Kid, I mean, they just had a remake with uh, Jaden Smith like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Did you see it? I did not see it. I've watched Cobra Kai though. I, I tried to watch it. I just can't do it. Because not... they're too hung up on high school still? Yeah. It's a little weird that 48-year-olds are like, remember that thing I said to you senior year? And they're like, yeah, of course. And you're like, yeah, you don't. That's insane. Anyone that remembers that? Yeah. That's got to be tough. That means they haven't really... They haven't grown. They haven't grown. Yeah. It's also weird that uh, Ralph Macchio has just like a super hot wife in that show. And she's like, please fuck me. And he's like, I can't. I have a karate tournament. And she's like, you're 53, dude. What do you do? Please. It's like crazy. I'm watching the show like, dude, fuck your wife. <laughs> uh, Yeah, you got to. Got to fuck that wife. You dude. don't move it, you lose it. <laughs> that's what I, that's what we say here what? well 28 for three that that's the name of the game obviously right we're calling it 28 to three it's got i mean what the comeback that that comeback what did danny work. call it the houston blur <laughs> i mean i don't think that's it i don't 
28 to 3. Yeah. I think we got to go with 28 to 3. Let's yeah. let's score this bad boy. What's the rubric for this bad boy? Stakes. What's it's the, the Super Bowl? What's the rubric? <laughs> it's a I a I go I go stakes 10. It's a Super Bowl. I mean, stakes are 10. Yeah. So star power is wait, like Wait, time out, time out. If stakes are 10 here, I don't think they could be t 10 because the 18 to 1 Super Bowl should be a 10 because that was an undefeated season. Gotcha. So we're going 9.5. Like 9.5? 9, 9, yeah, let's go 9.5. You know what I mean? That's fair. Because that, that's got to be the ultimate undefeated season. Star Power's up there too, though. This is, this is a lot of names. I mean, you got, you got Hall of Famers on both sides. I mean, Julio will be a Hall of Famer. For Tommy, sure. Gronk, Dola. We got Dola. You, Dola. We got a lot of defensive players like Hightower. A lot of names. What are we thinking? Like nine? Uh, I want to say, I mean, it is the Atlanta Falcons, though. You know. So you're not you're not that. I don't think they, it's nine. Either Falcons drag it down because the Pats. These are huge names. See, I don't know. I, I this, what do you, you got to you got to deal this one. I don't. I was in it, so let's I don't, go eight five. Just because it's the Falcons. Like I think I think we're doing like a Pats versus Giants Super Bowl. There's bigger names in that. That was a, you know. Just because, like, Strahan, you know, there was still Tuck. Tuck you know, I, I think I think the Giants had bigger names than the Falcons. And then we also look at some of your other Super Bowls. Like, the Seahawks had huge names. They had, yeah. That That's, was, I mean, you they look were at defending other, Super Bowl champions. You look at other, you look at other Patriots Super Bowls, and I just think you're dealing with bigger names. No fly zone? What was theirs? What was the uh, Seattle? Legion of Boom. See, I should know that. Like, what are we doing? Gameplay, you got to go high, I think. Dude, gameplay, that's... I mean, it was a hard-fought hard battle in the beginning, and then, you know... I, I mean, if you're, you're, if you're a Falcons fan, you got to give this a 1. If you're a Patriots fan, it's a 10. But it's like, if you're the rest of America, you got to go toward the Patriots because it's an incredible Super Bowl. That I mean, it was, it was very... Biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. In, oh, it's like low-key, one of the biggest comebacks in... Nah, there was a couple 35-0s. Yeah, what do you think? I got to go at least nine. What do First you think? First overtime in Super Bowl history First as well. overtime in Super Bowl? 9-5? Nine 9-5. Five? Nine five. Is that crazy? I go I go nine, I think. Is it, we're, we're looking at a record here. Yeah, it's a far. record. You got to give respect. Name, I think, yeah, it's another high one. I mean, there's a high. 28-3, to three, I've seen it memed so many times in so many different ways and so many different cities and so many different worlds and so many different galaxies, planets. Names an eight. Names an eight. Names an eight. What do we got there, Jackie? We're coming in at an eight point seven five. Eight seven. That's five. a high score. That's going to be a high one. Eight seven five. That's if that's an eight seven five, man. What else is that's yeah, that's the greatest comeback in sports probably. That's you know it was a, it was a shocking game. It's that's that that goes to the integrity of the art of scoring these games with names. We can't. I, I don't care if I was involved in it. There's no. I don't know if there will ever be a ten. Sam, do you? I don't think a ten can be hit. I don't think it can. Maybe by Julian on a dating app named Raya. But other than that, <laughs> I don't think it can be hit. Uh, Raya better be paying us for all this <laughs> stuff over giving that. Uh, that's all for this episode of Games I don't think you're supposed to even say that. I don't. I, it's supposed to be like hidden, isn't it? Oh, really? I don't know. You're, we're, we're probably going to be kicked off now. I'm sorry, dude. I I'm off it. Raya now. I could be seeing someone. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, a, a 10 by Julian in, uh, in a bar. I saved that one. <laughs> 
Well, this has been uh, Games with Names presented by WinBet. Thank you for our sponsors, to the listeners. Uh, follow us on social media at Games with Names. I'm Sam Morell. I'm Julian Edelman, and we'll see you next time. You know what? I appreciate you thinking I'm so good looking. You're I wish I was as cool man. as you thought I was. I really do. Julian oh. Edelman, one fine piece of ass. I'm Sam Morell, co-host. We'll see you next time, folks. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.